Hello, everybody. Welcome to Optional Opinion. I am your host, Eddie V. Welcome, everybody. I am so happy to be back. Yes, this is the new season of Optional Opinion. Everybody, I know it's been a long time, but I'm so glad to God for you guys um to be joining me on this good episode and this great conversation that i got for you guys for this episode on today's topic we'll be talking about modern business activate talking about some of the modern business that's going on in gaming today and i'm going to kind of do a rundown of the the, uh some terms that you guys all might already know but if you're a new listener who hasn't been into video games you might want to like uh check out this breakdown because it's going to be very interesting so um uh i know i've been gone for a while uh before i get into the show uh but as everybody know that of course, I have left the Anomalous Radio Network, um, and I am part of Nerds Gone Rogue. So you guys will be able to check my work at NerdsGoneRogue.com. Um, I am still co-host with Larry for World 101. I am co-host with Corey on Nintendo Power Block. Uh, but now I also host Arsenal X, which is our Xbox podcast. And of course, optional opinion. You guys will be able to check the link, uh, click on there, and they'll bring you to the SoundCloud page where you guys will be able to check it out or you can subscribe. We'll get more to that later. But, um, I've, I've kind of been really busy doing other podcasts, but I'm so happy is so thankful to be back doing my own show uh got some great topics coming on uh this way uh got a great episode for you all for sunday so please tune into that episode with my first guest on uh optional opinion uh but let's get into some modern business uh practices um of what's going on and a lot of this has to deal with um what a lot of us have come to know ever since the Xbox 360, PS3, and even the Wii, uh, some of the Wii games that came out. So, uh, starting off downloadable content. Now, downloadable content is like extra areas or maps for a game or even accessories like cosmetics, like, uh, guns or parts and things like that. Um, and this kind of started off when, uh, Oblivion from Elder Scrolls came out with horse armor. And then later on, it started being levels and it started being maps for first person shooters and then, uh, additional story modes and side games and things like that you know they charge you a fee for you to buy this content uh to add to the value of the game to make it longer um but out of coming out of downloadable content end up being season passes now what season passes are is that when you purchase a game nowadays they will have uh extra content you know coming for the game and the season pass will cover all that content unless there's a new more content that does that's not included in the season pass so if you there's a game called destiny so if you look at destiny uh you buy the season pass uh at some points that you get some things uh within that season pass but others you do still have to pay for um in order to get it so uh Moving on for season passes, uh, and it's kind of common now, but, uh, the problem with some of the season passes is that they have been kind of, uh, expensive and haven't told everybody what they would get in that season pass. Um, so, uh, 
for a lot of people they are kind of worried but you know season pass just covers all the extra content that's coming to the game um and that doesn't that exclude all the cosmetics so if you're getting special guns or outfits and things like that it does not include that just extra maps or levels uh, for the game moving on from that pre-order exclusive uh, exclusivity now what this means is that when you go to a store you only could pre-order that game or get that game there so um for pre-orders let's say for assassin's creed um they might have a collection for that game that comes with a whole bunch of uh uh you know things that you might like well you only could get it at GameStop but you can still pre-order the game let's say at Best Buy or Target but you won't get those items that come along with the box you might just only get the game in a t-shirt or a game in a gift card uh, so uh, the pre-order exclusivity a lot of it just happens at GameStop uh, but it, it's not too bad for it moving on for that which is, has still been a big thing toys for life and what toys for life is is uh you buy a base game so uh, lego dimension disney infinity skylanders um but you you buy that base game and they have additional action figures and sets that you will be able to use within the game so if you look at Skylanders, um, most of them deal with different powers or elements. So in order to get through a special fire level in the game, you need that fire uh, that fire toy. So you'll have to go to the toy store and like pay some money to get it. And you, uh, you know, it's with you at all times. And it seems that when you buy it, when it comes to the next game, you'll be able to use it. So like transfer. So that's been a good thing. Now, unfortunately, uh, Lego Dimensions was it's the last Toys for Life game that came out. Um, that one has been canceled. So they're not getting no more new toys. And with the Lego Dimension one, it's like you built the characters and you input in the game. But unfortunately, it did not survive to see uh, part two. Um, definitely, uh, Disney if uh, um, Disney Infinity uh, that had three games. Um, one of them was like the base game uh, when it first came out. Uh, the second one, they had the Marvel characters and they had a toy box, um, and then uh, a, then another regular game for it but when it came to part three they had star wars so and then uh with the star wars the playstation 3 actually had an exclusive version of it and so you were able to um not only play uh get characters for the star wars universe you were also able to get like um like nemo and um uh, just more of disney's very own uh characters from their movies to play in the game but like i said unfortunately those two games are not out uh um you know not in production anymore so right now the only one that's out is skylanders and this year uh there wasn't a skylander game so maybe that one we'll see next year if they still believe in it um and ubisoft do have a new one coming out also next year which is this fly game uh where you'll be able to buy different ships at the store and they look really cool you can check out check it out at e3 
Um, moving on from that, free to play slash start. And what free to play is, is that you download this application or you download this game for free. You could play it for a certain amount of time or uh, whatever the game allows you to get into the area. Now, if you want to progress more, um, you will have to work hard for it or you could buy um, items to, or uh, extra levels or something to help you uh, progress in the game. So it starts you off basically um, with the main, with the little bit of the main game for free, and then you just have to kind of pay your way uh, at some point in time, or you can stay there and play the whole game. Uh, but it just takes a little bit longer. A uh, loot box. Now, what loot box is is that um, you spend real money on a random box that would give you unpredictable items. So, if there's a particular gun or kind of shirt that you're looking for in that game, uh, and it's only in a loot box. Now, if you can't work for it, that will be up to you if you want to. Uh, but unfortunately for some people, they will rather try to buy a loot box and see if they could get that item. And then the only reason why it's unpredictable is because you never know what you would get. So, um, it kind of, I don't want to say make you feel like an addict, but it kind of entices you in a way to be like, you know what? Come on, try again, L you know, pay again. Uh, let's see if you could get it this time. And if it works like that, um, then they got you hook and sink sinker. But loot boxes, they that kind of have been uh, the big topic. Now, this next one is called pay to advance. And when I mean that is kind of buying your way to get uh, advantage over people. Um, Battle, Battlefront 2 for Star Wars is going to kind of have it that you could buy items and uh, help buy stuff to raise up your level that if you don't buy it, uh, or if a person don't buy it, they're going to be at the disadvantage um, playing that game. Um, limited run games. And now what limited run games is some, kind of something kind of new is that they're taking indie games and like they'll make 50,000 copies or 5,000 copies and they will sell those online. If You know, you could buy them like pre-order them and they'll ship them out. But they're taking digital indie games that don't have a physical release and making it physical and shipping it out to that console. Um, they just said that they thought of getting it to Nintendo Switch. So we shall see what happens with that. Moving on is Humble Bundle. And this one is where you could uh, get some great indie games for cheap um, at a set price, at a certain price. So they might do a special sale and they will bundle some games together and it will up to, be up to you if you like that deal. And mostly it's for PC at the moment, but they have been doing stuff for Nintendo. And a lot of people love when the Honda Bundle uh, gets with Nintendo and do some of their games. A lot of people really kind of support it. And sometimes... And sometimes with the Nintendo ones is that when uh, people do purchase it, uh, some of the proceeds will go to uh, a different cause. So that's really good. 
uh, flash sales. And these kind of flash sales, uh, mostly I'm speaking about PSN, uh, they happen like maybe every other Friday or just sometimes during on a Friday. And it'll be on some indie games or some games. And what this is is that uh, they do it on the weekend for people who would love to purchase some games for the cheap. Um, and they could throw that anytime. So it's like an extra sale, extra discount for those on it. Uh, moving on from that, pre-order demos. So people who pre-order Destiny 2, they were able to get a demo of the game a few days earlier before the open public. And it's not that common that it happens, but uh, for some people, because uh, for some people, uh, getting a demo by you paying full price or putting the game on uh you know on reserve at the store and then getting the code when it comes to that day hope making sure that it works um it's not really common uh but uh i fear that it might become common for some of the big games uh i would rather just get a demo of a game and play it uh i, I shouldn't be forced to put a game on hold or buy the whole game in order to play maybe 10 or 15 minutes of a snippet of that uh, said game uh cross buy cross buy is when you buy a game on one platform and it works on another platform of that same brand so if you look at uh xbox one uh if you buy let's say cuphead if you buy uh, that game on xbox one you can play it digitally i should say you can play that digital version on your windows if you buy uh let's say uh guardians of the galaxy to telltales game or psn uh you could kind of also get that copy on um get that same copy uh for vita too so uh you could do that um and some and a little bit happened with nintendo with the wii u and the 3ds that you buy a particular game and you got a code that you can put in onto uh that's other system to your wii u paid mods now modding is something that's been along for a good while for pc players unfortunately bethesda got hip to it and they're picking and choosing some of the thing but if you want a certain mod you can actually pay for it uh do bethesda now well, i haven't got any kind of numbers of this has been successful or anything just yet but that is something that is available or might be coming so a uh, digital importing um and the reason why i put this one down is that all three consoles now are region free so then there's no region lock so uh definitely with switch you're able to have an america account but if you could trick it to get a japanese account you'll be able to buy games on there on um, to your american system uh kind of same with psn uh that if you order a game from japan you pop it into your system you could just play same thing with xbox one buy a game for japan and you could play it uh now with the digital importing though is that if you could trick your psn or your xbox one to do the same thing like almost like the switch you'll be able to play those japanese games but for pretty much with importing uh with like digital importing it's going to happen mostly on switch uh because they'll get some games that uh we kind of we don't we don't get here so uh kickstarter uh kickstarter has been a big thing uh ever since um uh 
uh, uh, the people who make Psychonauts, uh, Double Fine. I think ever since they actually, uh, put out, um, a Kickstarter for people to, uh, uh, put money in and it's co- it's considered as an investment you're investing money into uh this company to make a game and deliver it to the public and deliver it to you who invested in the game um it, it's now become bigger than just video games it's become from revenge channels uh makeup uh podcasting equipment it's been used for other things too uh, but uh, one of the bigger things now is Patreon, uh, due to the fact that YouTube has changed their policy for people to monetize videos, you know, get money for them. Uh, a lot of people feel like, you know, if you do our Patreon uh, and put give us like five dollars or uh, some kind of money a month, it will go into us being able to produce more quality. So uh, for uh, the content creators, I don't I don't have a Patreon or anything like that, but other people do. Um, and it really helps them like be able to get guests and also be able to have um, uh, a recording place for it. Tipping. Now, tipping is more for, I think, YouTube and for... Uh, um, uh, 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 Twitch. Sorry about that. For Twitch, where a person is playing, you could give them money, like kind of tip them, uh, for their stream. And people do appreciate it. They do. Some people make money off of it, and they do like when people tip. You know, just throw in a few couple of bucks, uh, cause you know they're working hard, uh, and they want to continue to deliver, deliver quality. But sometimes that costs time and money. So tipping. Now, the last thing is not too big, but it's still going on. It's farming. Um, and this is when you kind of grind, have bots and stuff grind for gold. And at the end of it, if you get enough gold, you can sell that gold to people online. Um, I think it has come to a stop. Um, but mostly farming happens for PC players and not really too many, uh, console players so those are just some of our modern day terms and modern day things that's going on with our uh, video game business uh and a lot of people do have a problem with loot boxes a lot of people have a problem with pre-orders um amiibo exclusives a lot of people have problems with that um but uh this is part of uh our gaming culture right now when it comes to companies making business or uh creators making business uh so uh when would i come back we are actually going to talk about how most of this actually started way back in the 90s so we will talk about that when i come back
and I am back. So there is a little system that kind of was the first, how should I say, pay to win uh, kind of system. And many of you guys probably could guess what it is. But the vice of this device is none other than the Game Genie. Uh, just to give you guys the background history, uh, the Game Genie is a line of cheat systems originally designed by Codemasters and sold by Comerica and Galoot. The first device in the series was released in 1990 for the Nintendo Entertainment System, with subsequent devices released for the Super NES, Game Boy, Genesis, and Game Gear. Other devices temporarily modified game data, allowing the player to cheat, manipulate various aspects of games, and sometimes access unused assets and functions. Five million units of the original Game Genie products were sold worldwide. And most video game console emulators feature Game Genie code support. Emulators that have Game Genie support also allow a near unlimited number of codes to be entered, whereas the actual products have a much smaller limit that usually tops between three and six codes. In 1993, Codemasters began development of a Game Genie 2, with Galoo began due to market and distributed the device in North America. But ultimately, no Game Genie devices were released by Codemaster for the fifth generation of consoles. However, other companies have produced similar hacking devices such as the Codebreaker and GameShark. The Game Genie brand was later revived by the company Hypercan, who released cheat systems for newer consoles. So, uh, yes, <laughs> the Game Genie. Uh, I actually got one kind of for Christmas because of Secret of Mana. <laughs> yeah, I I couldn't. There was one part where, uh, you know, I kind of felt like I wanted to be a little bit more powerful in my grinding. And so the game genie allowed me to do that, but I messed up a code, which messed up not the game, but it messed up the data. So the uh, uh, this um, secret of mana wasn't recognizing that code anymore for the game genie. But yeah, the game genie was kind of a pay to win, and you would spend fifty bucks getting the game genie, and they would have a booklet filled with codes. Uh, but you know, if you bought, if you was able to buy EGM, uh, they would have a code in the uh, tricks section every month. So that was kind of the way to uh pay to win. Now the problem with the game Genie though is that even though it was big and huge and a little bit clunky, um, it kind of helped your gaming skills. I know for a fact that. I did use it to get through uh, um, Super Ninja Gaiden uh, on the Super Nintendo, like or the Ninja Gaiden trilogy on the Super NES. Um, I used it to get through the game, just to just to kind of say that I did beat it, but just to see what the endings were. Because when it came out, I didn't have YouTube, and I was very intrigued to see if all the hard work that I put into this game. Would it be rewarding at the end? And sadly, it really wasn't. I mean, it. I can understand why I had the challenge, and uh, I, you know, every time I played it with the game Genie, uh, kind of got kind of got realized that, 
you know what? All this hard work, regardless if I had the game genie or not, it's just not beneficial. Uh, but I do love the music too, Ninja Gaiden. I still love that thing. But this way, kind of help with your gaming skills because for some people uh, that depend on the game genie to allow them to cheat and not be able to um, get, I um, mean, not being able to uh, get through a game, this one will just like like which is like mess you up because let's say you're used to having one button to throw fireballs and one button to dragon punch because of the game genie well if you're going over a friend's house and you don't know the motions on how to do the fireballs or the dragon punches you are going to be in trouble because you rely so much on the game genie now I mentioned action replay and game shark. So I'm kind of going to give a little bit of uh, history about that. Um, action replay is the brand name of a cheating device created by Detail. The action replay is available for many gaming systems, including the Nintendo DS, Nintendo DSi, PlayStation Portable, PlayStation 2, GameCube, Game Boy Advance, and the Xbox. Uh, it usually allows you to have infinite lives, invulnerability, permanent power-ups, no collision detection, walk through walls, one-hit kills, super high jumps, infinite money, etc. The ability to download, upload, import, or export saved games to the internet or a storage device, allowing the player to save the game state to disk so that the game can be restarted from that point even if it does not support saving. Uh, region-free operation, loading of third-party uh, application games, not backed-up copies of retail games. So kind of like Homebrew. Uh, power saves by Action Replay are a related series of video game cheat devices. Unlike the main Action Replay series, which cheats by modifying the game code itself, Power Saves store the game saves created by Detail, allowing users to cheat without modifying the game code being executed. Power Saves are available for game systems such as the Wii on the SD card and the Nintendo 3DS. So, uh, and then they kind of run down to the history on uh, about about the uh, action replay that people could check. Um, I've never got into an action replay. Never like really have one or anything like that. But the Game Shark uh, is the brand name of a line of video game cheat cartridges and other products for a variety of console video game systems, Windows-based computers. Currently, the brand name is owned by Madcats, which marketed uh, Game Shark products for the Sony PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo game consoles. Players load cheat codes from Game Shark discs or cartridges onto the console's internal or external memory, so that when the game is loaded, the selected cheats can be applied and i believe the game shark was the one uh, i believe it came to sega saturn also but if you plug it in you were able to uh play import games so you were able to play marvel versus uh yeah sega saturn marvel versus uh capcom 2 or you know uh capcom versus marvel like some of that stuff right there or you know some kind of weird japanese game if you had the game shark in the back port where you were supposed to put like your four gig ram uh for your saturn 
if you put your game shark in there, you was able to play import games. Uh, and that was kind of weird because with PlayStation at that time, PlayStation 1, uh, you had to kind of trick the system into uh, scanning the data for one game. Uh, so you kind of have... Uh, a paper clip or something to hold down that loaded thing. Uh, once it load on the black screen, you took the game out, put the import game in, and let it uh, scan that and run, and it tricked the system to allowing you to play uh, that import game. So those were kind of like the first pay to win cheats for uh back in the modern uh not modern day in the retro days uh like i said i had a game genie uh for secret of mana but i think after i like beat secret of mana or even super nintendo i should stop using it i've i didn't go back to it uh because with the game genie you did have to enter a lot of codes and even though it had a booklet for it um i just could not uh put myself through it you know using it for almost every game that i had or i played so i used it for that purpose and it was able to go on i think the last time i did use it was for battletoads versus double dragon uh for the super nintendo that was the last time i actually got some use out of it so yeah those three games um but when i come back we're going to talk about game of the year edition or game of the cheap when i come back I am back. So, Game of the Cheap. Pretty much just talking about Game of the Year edition of a video game. And what that what that what happens is with the Game of the Year edition is that um uh, they put all that content so all the season passes like all that DLC that came in the game, they package it into another uh, to the same game and release it after the initial game comes out. Uh, now the thing about it is that sometimes the game could be at the same price or it could be cheap. Now, for a lot of people, they feel like this is a quick cash in. Um, 
And for other people, it feels like it's a new port, meaning that they they will bring out that Game of the Year edition to that current console with the old one still being on uh, on store shelves or even in use bin. But let's say a new gen console comes out. Sometimes they will port that same game, upgrade some of the graphics, and put all that new DLC on it. So that's like the Game of the Year edition. And uh, the, the problem with the Game of the Year edition is that it kind of, you know, hinders sales for uh that regular edition of the game. Because you would think that, okay, you guys are bringing out this new edition or the game of the year with all the season pass, but people are now feeling gypped and feeling robbed because they bought your game and now you're giving all this content away uh, with the new edition. So people put the $60 and then $20 also or whatever for your DLC and your season pass. Now you're coming in with this Game of the Year edition for 40 bucks or the same $60. And even though it's a year late, uh, you people will feel like, or some developers will feel like they're going to champion that uh, Game of the Year edition of it sells more than a regular one. Uh, like for me, Destiny, the first one, they have like four editions of that game out. They are right now, let's just say three. Um, they got the original one still out, they got the Taken King still out, and they got uh, the last DLC that came out. And the last DLC is the main game with all the content for 60 bucks. So, people who paid $60 for um, the regular Destiny and then had to pay shell out more for the game for more of the content and stuff where the game of the year edition of the last dlc kind of got people covered and so it's very weird about that uh like i i just don't understand why they even do a game of the year edition why not just since you already got the full game and you got most of your dlc content online why not just drop the price of the season pass or the DLC, and just you know, be like, hey, the DLC was at fifteen ninety nine. You guys can now get it for seven ninety nine if you own the game, or if you want to, you know, if you want to buy uh, the full game with all the DLC, we got a great special um, thing for you, and they probably could just release uh, all of it. Uh, like I said, digitally instead of just making another copy of the game, because a lot of companies do not go and pick up that uh physical copy of the first edition. I really don't know why they don't do it, but I think they should. I I really do think they should start doing that. Like just come in and pick up that old edition before you give us the game of the year edition, because people are going to kind of get confused that. You know, the original edition may not have dropped in price, but the Game of the Year edition is, like, really cheap or, like, like $20 or something like that. It's kind of weird. So, uh, hopefully, they end up fixing that in the future. Um, for a lot of people, they feel like with, with that being kind of a port or something like that, that they would be able 
to uh, finally play that game that uh, they were waiting for. You know, instead of diving in and waiting for a price drop. Uh, sometimes people don't own that particular system where that game came out. So if they could get that new system that they're that everybody's talking about or liking and uh, that new game of the year edition or that new edition comes in with all the special content and maybe a, uh, even a little bit more. It's a good bargain for people who wants who going to come get that system in game. Now it was a kind of a problem during the Xbox One and PS4 days uh, because there were just too many of them coming out, and we weren't seeing enough of the new games coming out from developers. Now I would love to see that they would come out. Uh, with new titles in this first or second year kind of like what switch is doing now that yeah they're still getting ports on some of their indie games but they have a lot of games still being announced and coming out that's brand new um and it's not too many ports on the system i think if we, if we look at physical copies of games right now i think the only port that is on it was archer street fighter i believe that game came to uh 360 uh other than that everything else that's on the system is uh kind of new now you might say well lego uh lego city is a port well yeah that was on wii u so um yeah it did come to switch but it also came to ps4 and xbox one because it was a nintendo exclusive for wii u so uh but that's not a game of the year edition they don't have all the dlc or if, if there were any dlc for that game for lego city undercover um i don't i don't think that one had any have really had any dlc uh, for it now uh we can talk about a little bit by ports itself like nintendo bringing wind waker to uh wii u but having it hd so they kind of added a filter to make it look cleaner uh still look uh make it look brighter um you know that kind of thing so like that kind of new port of a game that was on that was only on gamecube you know you wouldn't be able to play it again unless you own the gamecube now uh that game came to we uh we U and it's so tremendous a lot of people still love that game uh for it so but we're gonna move on and we're gonna talk about probably one of the biggest topics for some unknown reason <laughs> nowadays uh for uh a lot of bit uh modern gamers we're going to actually get into loot boxes and we're going to talk about them when i come back oh sorry about that everybody having a little bit technical difficulties at the moment uh, there we go so i will be right Thank you. 
So this next section is titled, Give Me the Loop, Give Me the Loop. And it goes very well about loot boxes. Now, uh, it's become a big theme because of a game called Shell of War. Um, and uh, I know there's been some PC PC players who have experienced the thing with loot box, but now it's become a big thing that it felt like at a point of time, like a lot of games were putting these loot boxes in to make money. So like Shadow of War, we have it in Assassin's Creed, we have it in, but you don't use real game. Uh, you don't use real money. You use in-game money. And Star Wars Battlefield Two, you'll be able to use loot boxes. Um, and it, you'd be able to use money. Um, and they'll kind of show how much they'll be charging for those. But the reason why it became a, it's a big topic is that a lot of people feel like loot boxes has gotten out of hand. But it's also people think that it's a form of gambling. Because of there being unpredictable results for it. Um, a lot of people fear that the loot boxes will... Uh, produce addiction for some kids and even some adults or people who do have addiction they'll just uh, pony up the mon- money because they want to get that one item and what better way to do it is through a loot box so you're paying all this money to try to get that one cosmic item which is not guaranteed that you're going to be able to keep or just use for the whole game you know, you maybe you might get that gun and it might only be useful for one turn. Uh, because that has happened with some people with some games that they uh they bought a gun uh f- you know, from DLC and when they went to go use it it kind of disappeared after one use. It it just didn't have no purpose no more. Now, a lot of people want to get this uh, close to gambling because they feel like, you know, people are wasting their money on this trying to get a physical reward. But um, I was on the podcast, Extra Jump, shout out to JR Ryder and um, I mean, <laughs> to JR Oliver and to Ryder Sweat. Shout out to the, you guys once again. Thank you. Uh, actually, they will be on the show for a great discussion about a topic but i can't tell what it is um they feel like that this is gambling for kids and they're just going to be putting in money and money and when i talked about it uh with uh the extra jump host i was talking about more that uh there's no financial value coming back to them uh, like there's no currency coming back to them where they will reuse that currency to gain more money. Uh, they 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 kind of prey on their luck to be like, hey, maybe, yeah, you want something. So maybe you can win. We could double it and win more. You know, the kind of temptation and the persuading. Uh, loot boxes kind of don't do that. They kind of don't tempt you or persuade you. It, sorry about that. It's really up to you as the gamer if you don't want to work hard for getting that item, you know, or if there is an exclusive item and you only could get it through loot box, it would be up to you if you want to spend that money. Now, the problem that I kind of have with loot boxes is that you could get all these cosmetic items, but 
you're going to end up trading in the game. So why give that company all your free money? Second of all, you shouldn't have to pay your way to get a particular item that you might be able to find the game. You have to work for this stuff. I believe in the way sometimes that you enjoy a game to make it longer, uh, even though you might not have time, is to work in it. Work, put some work through it. You know, just don't pay for something that's not going to be guaranteed to you. I, I kind of feel like that's almost a cop out in a way. So, but uh, I think that this might actually be hurting strategy guides not destroying them but hurting them because with strategy guides they they are very thorough for a game uh and what you can do what you'll find the secrets and tips like that well if people are doing more of loot boxes to get certain items and stuff they might not need or even look at a strategy guide or even run through to see uh some things so it, it's kind of going I, it hasn't hurt the strategy guys just yet because uh loot boxes are only for three games at the moment so uh we might not see hopefully we don't see anything from nintendo if they do get into loot boxes uh that probably won't be for a long long time nintendo likes to give kind of their stuff away for free um now the loot boxes to me uh they're kind of used to recover uh for low sales so um i know activision put out a report uh about how much money they made or it, it might be at activision or ubisoft i think it's activision off of just like uh all these loot boxes and all these microtransactions and stuff like that you know all that dlc additional content it brings in buku back and if they could get people to put in money for these loot boxes, uh, that money would go to that company and that company will cover the lost sales uh, that they've been having. So uh, they kind of want you to shop till you drop till you get that box. Uh, and I just can't, I just don't know. I just will never understand. Now, should a law be passed about it? actually no uh i know in europe and uk they're trying to get it passed but uh they they made a statement about it and they said uh here in america that you know not enough evidence and uh they don't believe that uh it's a form of gambling like i said there's no monetary value and getting it you just get a cosmetic item that might not be suitable uh for the rest of the game because you got to think that if you put in all this money for this big cold gun but throughout the campaign or throughout the side quest the game somehow drops a better gun at a higher rate that you might want and so now you even though you got those items in uh through your loot box you you just pretty much once again gave them free money to get that one item and i think that's going to be the thing with loot boxes that they are hoping people are really putting in this money to get that one thing they want you to buy 600 of these items if you can so you can get that one thing or get that one set we uh got a lot of people who do that when at my job when they come in they kind of feel through 
the Legos to see what is inside of them. But it's a mystery. Uh, and so they'll go buy them. They'll tear them open. And it's not guaranteed they found the one that they was looking for, even though they might buy five or six packs. Uh, and they got to keep them. They can't return them. And just like loot boxes, you can't return it. Once you buy it, that's it. It's all digital. There's nothing kind of, there's nothing real or nothing tangent about that. So, but should a law be passed uh, for it? Like I said, I don't think so. But some people might might say so. I think once most of it gets implanted, uh, but let's see what kids do uh, with that account. Now, if that parent got their credit card saved into that system to buy the loot box, then yeah, there might be a problem. But you're not going to be as a little kid or five years old asking your mom that you could borrow her credit card so you could buy a gun in the game. Uh, no, it's just, it's not going to work that way. Some parents might do it. Uh, but I know my mom, she's not about to do it. <laughs> that That's a laugh. Uh, but it, I think loot boxes hopefully will die out. Um, or if they're going to include it, uh, there needs to be an exclusive item in that game that that no one cannot get besides you and the player. Uh, I don't care if you have to make them work for it to get that extra item, but loot boxes are just, they just don't add anything to the game. They don't add really much to the custom, to the character that you play. But we shall see in the future. So when I come back, we're going to uh, look at the things that's what's going to be next. Then I'll let you guys go. And I will be right back.
and I am back. This last section is going to be talking about what's next. Like what else is going to be happening in video game business in the future or what's going, what's happening now. So first of all, the switch tax, uh, for some indie developers bringing their game onto the switch for a physical copy has added 10 more dollars and that might change a little bit more later on down the line uh for some games but a lot of people are loving that if they put their indie game uh on switch as a physical copy there's like little trinkets and gifts that's coming to it. So that is something that is kind of good. And people are hoping that if they're planning to bring future uh, physical games to switch, that that would be one of them. Another thing is Nintendo exclusive closing. Um, earlier they partnered up with, I think Unicron or something like that. Uh, in order to, uh, kind of like kind of like make some uh clothes that uh you could buy from that store uh like custom made almost in a sense um and it's kind of cool um uh, let's see if I, let's see if, we, if i can find it uh but um that's kind of the one thing, uh, you know, Nintendo has kind of gotten back into making, uh, you know, not only toys, but kind of clothing and, you know, kind of getting back into what, what they're been known for. So there's been a lot of toys, you know, Splatoon has definitely got, uh, has been a big impact. So they got Splatoon toys and stuff. And this is a new direction for Nintendo for me because of course they got the Nintendo World Store, but they're actually supplying a lot of chains with merchandise that's just not Mario, Pokemon, or excuse me about that. Um or or Legend of Zelda. They actually been putting in a lot of, of other items for from different franchises. So it's good to see them do that. Hopefully they will do uh continues to do more um now something that hasn't happened yet i haven't seen uh is vr dlc so uh psvr of uh, those who have it for um playstation i kind of want to know uh would you would you like dlc for uh virtual reality um i i don't know i think you when you get that experience from VR, I think once you do it, there's no reason to like kind of go back. So, uh, but if, if a game can offer that DLC, will you be up to, uh, play it, uh, and get it? So, uh, the next is game pass. Now game pass is a Netflix style kind of streaming, um, for, uh, Xbox um for xbox one so uh every game is like set a must they'll put take a game out but put a new game in you could download to your system and play the full game for ten uh ten dollars per month so uh for some people that's a great deal for a budget um but it's not like uh all games are going to be there at the same time they're going to put some in and put uh pull some uh we haven't seen it with nintendo yet uh we don't know what they're doing but we do know virtual consoles coming next year and for playstation um 
they don't have anything like that just yet uh they do have playstation now uh which is kind of uh almost a streaming thing but you kind of are renting that game to play for it and that's mostly like ps2 ps1 and ps3 uh uh, game cards for PC now these are like kind of gift cards so these are like uh, almost like when you buy them and you put it in the game uh, it gives you currency so it's kind of another way to do a fr the free to uh, play model uh, by introducing these cards and having kids play it. now uh, it, I haven't seen a lot of them go out just yet but when Minecraft was on PC that was a big one uh, people were buying minecraft on these game cards and taking it back home and kids were playing it for the longest time that they could play it with so uh that is some of the modern businesses that is uh, affecting our industry right now some good some bad uh but when i come back i'm going to be plugging the show and i actually got a new podcast I kind of mentioned earlier so but i got a new podcast that i do want you guys to check out and listen and when i do come back we'll get into those plugs everybody so uh let's get into some plugs uh yes so optional opinion uh you can check it out at soundcloud out itunes google play and other podcast apps you guys can follow me on twitter at that retro code you can email the show at my op to comment at yahoo.com i kind of want to hear what you guys think about today's uh minor gaming uh purchases dlc loot boxes what you guys think of like um modern gaming business uh you know i want to hear what you guys think uh but you guys can also check out some of my 
great friends and their podcast. Um, the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, you can like their pay, Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at HH Podcast Show. Uh, subscribe to them also on YouTube. Uh, Simon's Cake Podcast at simoncake.wordpress.com where you can hear the podcast, which is also on iTunes. Like their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at Simon's Cake. Subscribe to them on YouTube also. The MVC Video Game Book Club. Come and join us on Facebook and join the end of discussion. You can check out past discussions on YouTube at B-O-J-O-X-Z. Uh, also, check out Secret Friends Unite. Uh, you can check out their podcast on Podomatic, iTunes, uh, and Stitcher. They don't have uh, SoundCloud yet, but that's all good. It's all good. It's all good uh you can like their facebook page and follow them on twitter at secret friends you and subscribe to their youtube page at secret friends unite check out phoenix overdrive's content via youtube at youtube.com slash phoenix overdrive or subscribe to them via soundcloud at soundcloud.com slash phoenix overdrive or find them on itunes stitcher and google play music by searching for nerd overdrive join in their discussion via facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash po nation or tweet at them at phx underscore overdrive um, and you can also tweet out tweet to their fictional podcast at nerd underscore overdrive uh, for their extra life efforts check them out at facebook.com slash phoenix overdrive or check out their extra life team page at extra dash life.org slash team slash phoenix overdrive i believe it's 18 but right now it's phoenix overdrive 17 right now and as always rise above you can also check out their twitch page at twitch.tv slash phx underscore overdrive now this new podcast that i really hope you guys do check out the uh i mentioned earlier is called x to jump podcast they are a placing playstation podcast uh i met these two and i met uh found out the podcast on actually on twitter and uh uh like i said jr oliver and uh right uh writer uh just two great guys i i've been on their podcast um and we just talked a lot of <laughs> random stuff uh but they are on sound soundcloud and other podcast apps so you um they're not on itunes but you can't find them most of their episodes on soundcloud and it says join jr and writer as they take you through playstation news their opinions on video games and their and the developers it's elegantly bright and it really is i do enjoy them jr uh he he has uh great criticism he has uh actually fair criticism um for his uh for the discussions and the topics that they touch on and writer you know he 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 listen <laughs> he sometimes listening but he offers some great opinions too like there's just some things that i'm like yeah i feel you on that uh so those two are really good i love their chemistry so check out extra jump podcast uh they will be on optional opinion and we are trying to figure out a date for it for them to come on and like i said i have a 
great title for them a great discussion uh ready to go with them um you can email the show like i said i might out to comment at yahoo.com and follow me on twitter at that venture code or uh, you can read the optional opinion blogs on ign.com under the name anime e-n-i-m-e and you can find my other series the moment at skirmishfrogs.com i will be getting back into skirmish frogs uh uh, we'll be getting back to the moment i did take a break from it uh just got busy with other stuff but i will be writing again uh, and you can come see me on twitch and subscribe at the lyrical one and watch my let's learn series so if you go on twitch just type in the lyrical one and you can subscribe there uh also check out my amazing friend adam uh twitch channel at twitch.tv slash fallen little angel and see him rock out some great games um hopefully he will be getting it back into that uh but if he's not into it just yet uh if you guys can find his channel and he still has some past work or even look on youtube to see if he has some past work at fallen little angel uh you would thoroughly enjoy his work that he has done but with that everybody once again thank you for joining me uh thank you for uh oh before i go and say my thank yous uh yes ngr radio like i mentioned earlier that i am part of um uh, you can come and check us out at nurseguerrogue.com uh, um i am uh, host and co-host for a lot of shows uh we got some new shows also coming but we also got some new shows that's going on now so we have um nintendo power block which is me and Corey, where we talk about nintendo arsenal x our xbox podcast a show that i host uh cory and jesse douglas he joins me uh and with us three we talk all things xbox related uh jason and moose uh they have nurse going platinum which is our playstation podcast so do check them out they drop uh some really great episodes and really give you a breakdown on some sales that you guys want to check out and some great new articles and just really great discussion they did pick up another person uh so you can check like nurse going platinum uh ngr radio the community is still going strong so you also can check that out too uh definitely world one one podcast with larry me and Corey, uh and other guests uh kind of are like weird <laughs> and funny but uh cool it our cool like community podcast that we love doing um so you guys will be able to check out those shows uh but before i go i i sorry i got caught up it's like i said it's been a while since i did this and that's why i'm so happy to uh be doing this again like i said thank you guys for joining me on optional opinion uh hopefully you guys do tune in to uh continue to listen to uh, optional opinion and listen to the new episodes and, and topics that i got for the show there's one topic in november that is it's it's going to be good and i hope i get a lot of feedback for it but i kind of want to run down the music that was in the show um my new intro is from voiced out uh the title is re plus nighttime next was Aeroflash flash stage three one mega drive music by professor g star fox 64 area six surf rock cover by 130 grit sound studio do check him out he has some great covers he's really really good does the kind of almost a multi-instrumentalist uh 322 
Gerardo Valley. That's by Jackson Parodi. He's playing. <laughs> yes, you gotta check it. He's he's really good. He he got some good video game covers too. He's playing the accordion, so that's why it sounds so good. Uh, Near Automata Simone Hip Hop Remix by Cheesecake Beats. Super Ghouls and Ghosts NES. Uh, Super NES. Uh, Music Stage One by Gabriel uh, Three. And this last one is by Elijah Nay called Konnichiwa. Uh, this is from Aurorian Music. You can find more of that stuff right there uh, at Aurorian Music. Um, this is going to be just today, this episode's uh, outro. Um, but do guys check into those shows. Uh, check into NGR Radio. We are on YouTube or also uh, com. You can check our website. Well, I will be having some reviews up there coming soon. Uh, and man, we're getting closer to the end of the year and we still haven't even touched a lot of great games that is coming. So with that, everybody, I will talk to you later. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Oh, whenever you hear this podcast to please do be safe. Uh, love your family, love your friends. Uh, you know, be a good person. Be cool and everything and hey get some good gaming in as always and with that everybody i am out peace